0: hi it's M uh, tonight I'm gonna stay in the present um, and I'm gonna address several topics because I want to because I need to. I spent the day with a friend um, my friend Mike. It's a great day but he lives kind of far away and so... I had an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back, roughly, to do a lot of thinking. A lot of thinking. Combine that with a coincidence that I didn't see coming at all, um... That came from Mike. Something he showed me in conjunction with. One sentence he said. While showing me. What he had to show me. Hit me hard. Hard enough that I didn't. Share. What was going on in my heart and mind, Um, but it rattled me, made me angry, frustrated me, (laughs) and I explained to Mike that there was a coincidence that happened, Um, but that I wasn't willing or ready to share it. which he cried foul (laughs) Um, because he shares his coincidences with me and um, so I don't know how much of that I will share tonight how much of that I'm willing or ready to share but I will address it so there are several things on my mind tonight so let's start with the first Quite a few months ago, before I started this podcast, I made a video and sent it to my friends, all of my friends, close inner circle friends, middle circle friends, and outer circle friends. Everyone heard the message, who was willing to listen. Some took it to heart and are still taking it to heart. Some heard the message and it was too much and moved further to the outer rings of my circle, though they're still there. Some took it to heart for a little while so they could climb in closer to my inner circle and then got comfortable and forgot the message. So, I think it's only appropriate that the message be revisited so that I remind myself because I forgot the message too. so here's the message you get from me what you give I can't keep giving myself to people pouring myself into people who don't pour back and who don't pour back on the same level. I told you before, those who heard the message before, saw the message, I'm one of those people. I give 100%. If you make it to my circle at all, I give you 100%. Because I care about you. Not everyone makes it to the circle. Very few make it to the circle. So if you're there... Well, let's just say... It's a place of honor and should be treated as such. Should be recognized... As such. But. I'm starting to realize that my giving 100%. Can be seen as a flaw. As a deficit. Not seen. It can be. A flaw. It can be detrimental to me. Because I've. I've developed a habit, I think because of a poor view of myself that was instilled in me by some very unsavory individuals who used to be in my life. That said, if I don't give you 100%, you won't stay. So somehow I have to pay you to stay in my life. I have to bribe you, coerce you, convince you, make it worth your while to stay. Well, that's just not true. So it's time I remind myself. First of all, even though you're in the circle, if you're in the circle, that doesn't mean you deserve 100% of me. I am far too valuable to hand out every piece of myself to anyone who holds out their hand. Sometimes I forget that because I spent years not understanding or realizing that. But I'm not that same girl. I'm not that woman. So, I'm reminding myself. Not everyone gets 100%. But how do I know who does? Well, first of all, no one but my God and myself deserves 100% of me. That's a place of highest honor, reserved only for God and myself because I'm the closest person to me. so you don't get that spot and that doesn't mean I don't love you so how do I know who to give the pieces of myself to to let them hold for a while to let them live with for a while Who do I lend my support to, my encouragement, my time, my smile, my laughter? Well, if I continue to pour 100% of myself, or any high percentage of myself, any percentage of myself into the lives of those who don't pour back on the same level, I am going to suffer the deficit, not them. So, we revisit the message that I gave a few months ago. You will get from me What you give to me. Consider it selfish if you want. And if you do, well, there's a seat for you at the outer rings of my circle. Because I don't have time to waste on people who can't see my value. Or who refuse to respect it. You get from me what you give. I'm not cheap. People like me aren't. And shouldn't be. We are not a dime a dozen. There are not a million more fish in the sea like us. We are as rare as unicorns and mermaids. We are beautiful and priceless, and we will not lower ourselves to squabble among the rabble for crumbs of bread left under your tables. We don't have to. And the flip side of that coin is that we would never lower you to that state. We don't feed crumbs to those we love. No. We make every moment a grand holiday dinner. We deserve the same in return. Thought number two from today's journey. You can't manufacture a miracle. And the same is true of love. You cannot manufacture love. So where is this coming from? Where's this thought originated? Years ago, In my former life as the wife of a Southern Baptist minister and worship pastor, I was privy to church planning meetings, staff meetings, and the -the behind-the-doors goings-ons. In one such church, there was a discussion of how to ignite people's passion and faith in the congregation when those things were dwindling the solution was to have pretend miracles in the service so that people would begin to believe in real miracles now from the time those that plan was uttered i was solely against it i was appalled and saddened, because we had so little faith in God that we felt like we had to attempt to do His job for Him through the means of lies and manipulation in order to get people to believe in a God that we ourselves didn't believe in. Because if we did, we wouldn't feel the need to do His job and manipulate his people but I was a lone voice and so a sermon series was created and miracles were decided upon who would do what what the miracle would be when it would take place and how it would take place And the reaction they wanted from the crowd. And I watched. As Sunday after Sunday. The people of God were lied to. Pretend miracles were manufactured. (laughs) Then... The Sunday it changed. You see, their plan worked. To a point. They had convinced the people through their lies and manipulation and their manufactured miracles, that miracles did indeed exist. And before you think I'm recounting the script of a Hollywood movie, I just want to stop you here and tell you that. These events are real, and this is actually what happened. I watched it happen. I was a part of it. Privy to the secrets and lies, and to the broken hearts that ensued. See, one Sunday, a young man, after having seen Sunday after Sunday of manufactured miracles, decided that he believed God. Or what they told him was God. And he wheeled his wheelchair up to the front of the church. And he asked for a miracle. He wanted to walk again. And he didn't understand why God would not allow him the use of his legs but if he just believed enough like the pastor had been preaching and believed hard enough in a miracle it would happen and so he asked the staff to pray for him oh and they did see if they could manufacture this miracle the people would believe again But here's the thing that, that happened. Here's life. They prayed. They prayed to a God that moments before, they didn't fully believe in or trust, remember because if they did, they wouldn't need to do his job for him and lie to his people. And they begged this God to heal this boy. The problem was because they had made themselves God they were praying to themselves. They were praying through the lens of manufactured miracles lies and manipulation as though God could be coerced to be a trained monkey or a genie in a bottle. To fulfill the plans of men. This boy did not walk that day and he left church heartbroken and wondering why. Now, before you blame God for not granting this boy's request for a miracle, You need to look at the people who lied, who broke this young man's heart. You see, they convinced him to believe in pretend miracles. They should have convinced him to believe in God, the one who works actual miracles. They should have convinced him, inspired him to believe in a God who says, There's a reason. I didn't cause your pain, but I'm allowing it to stay. And there's a reason. God doesn't jump too when we snap our fingers. He does what's best. Now, why am I talking about manufacturing miracles? Well, because the church has taught us a lot of things about manufacturing. Things that we have no business manufacturing. Things that can't be manufactured. Miracles are one. Love is another. Now, here's the thing you want to manufacture love, then the love that you're believing in is a lie. If you have to coerce love, it's not love. If you have to use your money and your influence to buy love, it's not love if you have to manipulate someone into giving the appearance of love that's not love it's a lie and you are nothing more than a puppet master pulling the strings holding someone hostage and manipulating them Withholding something that they need or taking from them something that does not belong to you. Their freedom. Their free will. Their safety. Their protection. And yes, at times, you're taking and controlling their money so that you can demand how they live and if they don't toe the line you will take those things away That is the worst worst kind of thievery and you are believing your own lies you convince yourself that you are loved But you know deep down that you're not. And if you would just take your hands off the puppet strings, you would see the truth. Now maybe they would love you anyway. Or maybe they would walk away to live in their freedom. But as long as you're controlling the strings, you will never know. And you will live a lie and be broken hearted because love cannot be manufactured. It cannot be coerced. Love must be born of free will or it isn't love. Now, the last thought. The coincidence that rattled around in my head on the way home. The coincidence that hit me hard, angered me and frustrated me. Mike had listened to a podcast and he had noticed a change in my tone and in my voice and attitude. He could hear my broken heartedness. And it got his attention. And through a seeming coincidence, which don't exist. He, after hearing the podcast, started a movie backup that he had paused. And at the very point where he had paused it, a song played. And he, had, he knew it was a coincidence. He had a sense that this was no coincidence. And he knew that there was a message that was meant for me that he must share. And tonight he did. And he showed me the clip of the song. Now I want to read part of the song for you before I tell you the sentence that Mike uttered Innocently, that smacked me upside the head, and I was unwilling to share with him. The song is called Up Alone." Who knows what tomorrow brings? In a world few hearts survive. All I know is the way I feel. When it's real, I keep it alive. The road is long, there are mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. Some hang on to used to be, live their lives looking behind. All we have is here and now, all our lives out there to find. Time goes by, no time to cry, life's you and I alive today. love lift us up where we belong where the eagles cry on a mountain high love lift us up where we belong far from the world we know where the clear winds blow now the song was enough to get my attention about certain aspects of my life And to be honest, both Mike and I were choking back tears, trying not to cry in front of each other. (laughs) For different reasons, I'm sure. But as the song was playing... And the phrase, some hang on to used to be, live their lives looking behind. All we have is here and now, all our lives out there to find. Time goes by, no time to cry, life's you and I, alive today. Mike looked at me and he said, That's the love you want. And that made me angry. Not because it isn't true. It made me angry because there are situations in my life That need resolution. A revamping, if you will. But instead, I, well, I had resigned myself to ending those situations. Just being done. And walk away no matter how much it hurts. Instead of dealing with the here and now. Instead of taking a step up that mountain that's in the way. Instead of reminding others in the situation that they are not climbing with the same determination that I am, you get out what you get, what you put in. You see, I felt like I was dragging somebody up a mountain. And I won't do that. But I can remind them that while there are mountains in the way, that doesn't mean we sit down and put our head in our hands and cry about it. And wring our hands and wonder what to do. We climb. And so... with Mike's frustrating sentence ringing in my ears. The reminder from a coincidence that is absolutely no coincidence. I'm going to take steps up a mountain and revamp the situation. To reset the parameters because I'm not in the habit of throwing people away, and so I will revamp. I will remind myself that good fences make good neighbors, and I will rebuild some fences so that I can keep neighbors. And I will remind them you get out what you put in, but I'm not going to pour 100% of myself into someone who isn't climbing up the mountain with me. So, what's the positive? The positive is I had a wonderful day. I watched my son conquer fear and become an adventurer and enjoy every thrilling moment of that adventure. I watched my son be inspired by another and become industrious, respectful, self-confident, kind, and a myriad of other things, all attributes I want to see in my son, all attributes of the man I want my son to become. All attributes modeled for him by another. Another who somehow reaches him and inspires him to be more and do more. That is a beautiful positive. What's my other positive or happy ending found in the middle for today? One of my greatest happy endings today. My positives is that on our drive to Mike's house, we drove up a high cliff. My son led the expanse and was fearful at first. Then he said, Mom, the world is so big. That did my mama heart some good. I couldn't have been more excited. And we had a discussion about just how big this world is. See, I want my son's world to be big. I want him to know this and can imagine. And to always go on adventures to make his world a little bit bigger, to try new things, to dare, to do, to be and to be overwhelmed at times by just how big this world is and how many opportunities there are for beauty and adventure. My positive for today, my happy endings, is that I was reminded that I am worth a hell of a lot more than a lot of people realize. And it's time they did. And if they don't believe it, well, I'm more than willing to allow them the seat at the outer ring. The positive is that I had forgotten yet again. But thanks to adventure, my beautiful son, and a very valuable friend who raises the bar, I remember I remember that I am priceless. And because of that, my cost is high. And too many people have been taking without paying the price, stealing from me. There are no more freebies. The price will be paid. Because I'm worth it. And those are some pretty great positives. Anyway, that's enough for tonight. This is M signing off for now. And I'm going to sleep well. Because I remember who I am now. I'll need to be reminded again, I'm sure. But not tonight. I know who I am. I know how much I'm worth. And I will not be duped by manufactured love and miracles. Or those who lie to themselves with those things. No, I'll hold out for the real ones. Because I deserve them. And so do my children. And so do my friends. Good night.